WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light in Decatur and Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school store, or plant. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. The Berrien County Board of Commissioners has approved giving a paid holiday to all county employees on Monday to mark Juneteenth. However, that's not necessarily what the board wanted to do. Speaking at today's meeting, Chair Mac Elliott said a Michigan Supreme Court order will close all courts statewide Monday for Juneteenth. The problem is only allowing the county's court employees to have the day off would put a burden on other county employees. It doesn't really cost them a penny, and they're among the highest compensated employees in the state. I think it's irresponsible, and shame on them, frankly. Juneteenth marks the end of slavery in the United States. Elliott said the court didn't have to impose an unfunded mandate on the counties to allow court staff to market. You can honor and recognize historic events, things that constitute a stain on the history of this country. You can do that without spending millions of dollars, without cutting down the productivity of operations that are state-funded. And, and our courts are way behind. Elliott said the county resolution authorizing the day off Monday is only for one year as county officials review their options. Administrator Brian DeSette said the court system in Berrien has 404 direct employees and another 104 indirect employees, meaning they work at the courthouse but are not employed by the court. Commissioner Ezra Scott suggested tallying how much the day off will cost the county and then sending a bill to the state court. Berrien County officials have a friendly reminder for everyone who walks along the pier in St. Joe or visits Silver Beach. Please don't steal the life rings. County Board of Commissioners Chair Mac Elliott told colleagues today a case involving an Edwardsburg man who stole a life ring has been prosecuted. As you know, those life rings are wired so that when they're removed, dispatch is notified immediately. We have cameras that are activated, which means if you're going to do that, you should know that you're going to get caught. Elliott said the defendant was sentenced to five days in jail, community service, and $1,100 in restitution. Speaking of Silver Beach, County Administrator Brian DeSette said today the Sheriff's Department has reached a deal with St. Joseph Public Safety on patrolling the beach this summer. We will be reimbursing them at their rates, but we will have additional support for having a badge on the beach so that uh, as we get into these peak days, it'll be a blend between the Sheriff's deputies and the St. Joe Police Department. DeSette said the Sheriff's Department is short on deputies and needed that support. Sheriff Paul Bailey said it's unfortunate, but there does need to be a police presence at the beach especially in the later hours as people try to sneak in booze. Are you happy in your job? It turns out 41% of workers plan to look for a new job in the next six months, according to research from Robert Half. The company's Neil Gilbert says, even with talk of a looming recession, workers are still confident in their outlook. Despite, you know, maybe some worries, I guess you could say, about the, the stock market, maybe the economy as a whole, and you know, interest rates going up and inflation being high and all these other different types of factors, uh, job optimism remains high and people are still looking for new opportunities. And those opportunities are still there. Gilbert says it's a strong job market with about two job openings for every unemployed person. He says most are making a move for more money. 
Gun reform legislation could be approved by the Senate next week. Congressman Fred Upton tells us Senate negotiators were able to reach a compromise that left out a few of the proposals that were initially on the table. To get anything done, you've got to get 60 votes. Some issues simply were not going to happen. I mean, never was there going to be an amendment that would be included in the package that would ban uh, assault weapons uh, like the AR-15. Though raising the age to 21 to buy a semi-automatic weapon was on the table for a while, particularly with a federal court ruling in California a couple weeks ago. Against that, that fell off the table. Upton says the package also includes funding for states to implement red flag laws. He voted for a House package this month that would have raised the minimum age to purchase semi-automatic rifles to 21. Upton says he doesn't believe any legitimate gun owners will have anything to fear by whatever's passed. Legislation from State Representative Mary Whiteford designed to help more people receive community mental health treatment and to assign more mental health professionals to underserved areas has been signed by the governor. Whiteford says because the state has not updated the eligibility requirements for community mental health services, mental health centers are losing medical professionals to other states and facilities that qualify for the loan repayment program. Her bill changes that. Very practical, something that we've got ready to go. We just needed this little tweak in state law to be able to take advantage of it. And now we could have thousands, potentially, of professionals going into our rural underserved areas. The plan also requires the state health department to update its policies and determine an individual's ability to pay for community mental health services by following the federal poverty guidelines and use the federal sliding fee discount program to make services more affordable for the uninsured and underinsured. Whiteford says more than 1,300 new sites around the state will now qualify to hire mental health experts in a way that they can get loan repayment help. There will be a car show this weekend in St. Joseph Township to honor and support police and firefighters. The Benefit Car Show will be at Maiden Lane Park on Saturday from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m., Car show chair Steve Wright tells us there will be a lot to see. It's going to be a big, big show. we got a lot of venues going on. There's going to be a lot of cars. There's going to be a craft show, an antique show, antique tractors, antique engines, and there's going to be a pretty good-sized automotive swap meet where guys can bring stuff to sell. And we're selling spots. And, of course, all the money is going to Barron County Sheriffs and the uh, Barron County Firefighters. Wright says it'll be free to attend the show, although donations are requested. It's $5 to enter a car in the show. He hopes to hold the event every year. And the Greater Bridgman Area Chamber and Growth Alliance is planning a series of summer activities for the season so families can get out and enjoy some entertainment for free in Bridgman. The Chamber says it's going to hold a full summer of free family-friendly programming, including weekly courtyard concerts and monthly movies in the park. There will be live acoustic music every Sunday at 2 p.m., in the newly refreshed Social District Courtyard in downtown Bridgman. They started June 5th and will continue through August 28th. Performing this Sunday will be Chris Bear, and next Sunday it'll be Jim St. James and Dean Rauch. The movies in the park start next Wednesday at Toth Street Park with Back to the Future. There will also be movies in the park July 20th with Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and August 17th with Jumanji. The movies will start at sundown, and there will be concessions sold. WSJM News now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News now continues. The House Select Committee has completed another day of hearings as it investigates the January 6, 2021 Capitol attack. Today focused on former President Donald Trump's efforts to persuade former Vice President Mike Pence to overturn the election result. ABC's Michelle Franzen has more. 
During a third public hearing today, the House Select Committee detailed findings about Vice President Mike Pence's actions on January 6th as Congress worked to certify the presidential election results. Aides close to Pence testified the former president repeatedly asked Pence to intervene. The former president's campaign manager also gave testimony in a video deposition. Former Trump campaign manager Jason Miller describing under oath a lawyer telling President Trump that his vice president could overturn the election. Yeah, they thought he was crazy. But that didn't stop that lawyer, President Trump, and even Jason Miller from publicly saying Mike Pence could indeed reject the election results. Comments, the committee say, helped spark the January 6th violence. Andy Field, ABC News, Washington. A former federal judge also testified and said had Pence followed Trump's request to intervene, it would have thrown the country into what he called a constitutional crisis. I'm Michelle Franzen, ABC News. New Mexico and the U.S. government have reached a $32 million settlement to address claims stemming from a 2015 mine spill that polluted rivers in three western states. Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham and other state officials announced the agreement today. The spill released 3 million gallons of wastewater from the inactive Gold King Mine in southwest Colorado. The bright yellow plume of arsenic, lead, and other heavy metals flowed south to New Mexico, the Navajo Nation, and Utah. Water utilities were forced to shut down intake valves, and farmers stopped drawing from the rivers as the plume moved downstream. Colorado and the tribe have also reached a multi-million dollar settlement. Several European leaders met with Ukraine's President Zelensky in Kiev today and toured a nearby town that Russia hit heavily with artillery fire. More from ABC. EU leaders visited the war-torn town of Erpen in the outskirts of Kyiv for their first visit to Ukraine since the beginning of the war. French President Emmanuel Macron meeting with Zelensky on Thursday described the heroism of the Ukrainians who stopped the Russian army as it descended on Kyiv. We are here to show our respect, he said. Ukraine must resist and prevail. In a joint press conference, heads of state of Germany, Italy, France and Romania called for Ukraine to be granted immediate EU candidate status, a significant move for the country seeking a closer relationship with Europe. Ibtisam Genfood, ABC News, Kiev. New Jersey officials are suing Ford Motor Company, alleging the automaker contaminated the ancestral homeland of a Native American tribe by dumping paint sludge and other pollutants into a former mine. It seeks unspecified damages to restore the land and to compensate the state and local communities for losses they sustained when natural resources were damaged at the former Ringwood mine site in northern New Jersey. Members of the tribe believe that cancer deaths and other illnesses are attributable to the contamination. Ford did not immediately respond to a request for comment. The Federal Reserve has taken measures this week to cool inflation by raising interest rates three-quarters of a percentage point. The move will make borrowing money more expensive, which the Fed hopes will cool demand and eventually lower prices. ABC's Rebecca Jarvis has more. Everything from car loans to mortgages, which have already climbed from 3% in January to 6% now, to credit cards. In real terms, that means if you're carrying a balance of $5,000 on the average credit card, making minimum payments, you'll have to pay an additional $289 in interest because of this rate hike. Incarcerated lawyer Michael Avenatti has pleaded guilty to four counts of wire fraud and a tax-related charge in a Southern California federal court case stemming from that accuses him of cheating his clients out of millions of dollars. Avenatti made the plea during a court hearing Today in Santa Ana, the 31-year-old lawyer said earlier this week, although he didn't reach a deal with federal prosecutors, he wanted to change his plea to be accountable and spare his family further embarrassment. 
The alleged Buffalo supermarket shooter appeared for the first time in federal court today where ABC's Aaron Katursky tells us the judge pushed for a quick decision on the death penalty. Peyton Gendron said he has all of $16 to his name, so the judge assigned him taxpayer-funded defense lawyers. They need to have certain experience, though, since the federal charges make Gendron eligible for the death penalty. Citing the expense to taxpayers, a federal magistrate urged prosecutors to quickly decide whether to seek capital punishment. This case has now been around for a month, the judge said. I would hope the Department of Justice would undertake steps that would reasonably bring about a decision whether to seek the death penalty. Gendron hasn't been indicted yet, so there's no immediate call. Aaron Katursky, ABC News, New York. The Biden administration is cracking down on online harassment. ABC's Lionel Moisey has more on the new task force announced today. The Biden administration says online harassment disproportionately affects women and girls, people of color, and LGBTQI plus individuals, which is why President Biden is creating the White House task force to address online harassment and abuse. The task force will look at ways to increase coordination to prevent technology-facilitated gender-based violence and also will offer recommendations on support for survivors, increasing data collection and research, accountability for offenders and social media platforms, as well as enhancing prevention, including a focus on youth. Lionel Moyes, ABC News. WSJM News now continues with your weather forecast.